God is the God of all, the God of heaven and earth, of sea and river, of sun and moon and stars, of the lofty mountain and the lowly valley. He inspires all, he quickens all, he dominates all, he sustains all. From St. Patrick. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Almanaggio Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for March the 12th to the 19th, uh, 2010, the new worm moon. And uh, the Almanac this morning is honoring St. Patrick, whose birthday we celebrate, or whose uh, feast day we celebrate next week. The St. Patrick of legend was a powerful magician known for driving the snakes out of Ireland by the power of his curses. And it's true, there were no snakes in Ireland after St. Patrick, but apparently no snakes in Ireland before St. Patrick either. But the Patrick of history was all that and something more. Born around 397 A.D. in Scotland or Wales, but probably not in Ireland, he was a pivotal figure in the history of the British Isles. He was a charismatic and progressive leader for his time and also a remarkable poet. Like Jesus and Crazy Horse and so many others, Patrick undertook a vision quest on a mountain in County Mayo, which now bears his name. And many of Patrick's words have survived down to the present day, including the famous breastplate, which appears in the Book of Common Prayer, which also part of a longer poem called The Deer's Cry, which identifies the God of the Christians with the creator of the whole universe. And although he didn't give an inch to the Druids, Patrick included a version of the ancient prayer to the four directions, so common in nature-centered religions like that of the Druids. Patrick's words are like iron heated on the forge and hammered out in showers of sparks into tools to be used to tear down what is old and build up what is new in human hearts. They call upon all nature with a resounding power like this. I arise today through the strength of heaven, light of sun, radiance of moon, Splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depth of sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. Patrick was an early and bold teacher of the ecological holiness and, and taught for centuries after by the original free Celtic church until it was overwhelmed by the military hierarchies and compulsory religions of Rome and later of England. To the Celtic church, nature was not sinful, but sacred. To the great figures like Patrick and Bridget and Columba, the poor and the weak, the earth, the sea and the sky, all animals, all creatures alike were filled with a sacred light. Nature was as true a teacher as scripture. And in those days, priests and monks could marry, and women were ordained as priests and even as bishops. The Celtic monasteries preserved much of the ancient learning and literature and art 
not to mention the brewing of ale, beer, and stout, through the dark ages to pass on to the future. There is so much in this tradition that we would do well to preserve and restore in our churches and in our villages. Like an ancient boat whose way in the water is fine in all weathers and whose lines are beautiful to behold, calling upon the powers of nature to propel it. Dark ages go, but they also come again. And if you think these are no more than the empty words of wild-eyed dreamers, fine, but stick around. The dreamers' days will come again as they always have. And meanwhile, if you want to dig deeper, you can read Celtic Christianity, Ecology, and Holiness by Christopher Bamford, How the Irish Saved Civilization by Thomas Cahill, or listen to Kevin Burke play the fiddle or Tim O'Brien sing. And finally, some unnatural events. How all of this glory has come down to no more than shamrocks and leprechauns, corned beef and cabbage, celibacy and green beer is beyond the poor powers of your commentator to comprehend. And we'll leave the last word to poet William Butler Yeats. When I play my fiddle in Dooney, folk dance like a wave of the sea. My cousin is the priest in Kilvarnet, my brother in Moharabi. I pass my brother and cousin, they read in their books of prayer. I read in my book of songs I bought at the Sligo Fair. And when we come at the end of time to Peter sitting in state, he will smile on the three old spirits, but call me first through the gate. For the good are always the merry, save by an evil chance. And the merry love the fiddle, and the merry love to dance. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>